It's about child support. And I want to talk about this because I, I love the dialogue that I was having with people in the comment section. For the most part, people were pretty civil, <laughs> surprisingly. Um, but there's always extremists. You know, you know that in the comment section where people yeah. just come. They, I, I posed a general question, but of course, people personally attack. And that, again, is a more reflection upon them than me. Um, but this this conversation around child support. Now, I'm not disagreeing that the child support calculation needs to be overhauled, you know, or universal. Good Lord. What it would be like to have all the states be the same. But every state has different rules around child support. But the conversation was about how about we just get rid of child support and split everything 50-50 for our children. And that makes me have anxiety just saying that statement. And I'm going to tell you the reasons why. And I want to hear your comments. I want to, I want to have you, you know, put wherever you're reading this, what you feel um, about this. Because for me, I'm always thinking about high conflict couples, couples right. that can't see eye to eye. Couples That's that have what I was thinking is like, what a pain in the ass to have to ask that person for something every fucking time you spend some money on your child. What a nightmare right. that would be. Right. So there's that. Okay. What if we think differently? What if we think, you know, you're, you and I are married and we divorce. What if you think sports are priority and you want to spend, you know, thousands of dollars, let's be honest, where sports are going, you know, for volleyball, I spent $23,000 for travel volleyball last year. If you say that, and I say no, well, now you're out $23,000 and I get to, I get to easily say no. So for me in a high conflict, this would never work because you're always going to have one parent that goes, I don't agree with that. You pay for it. I don't agree with that. You pay for it. I don't want to pay for school lunch. I'm going to send lunch. You pay for it. I'm going to not put them in volleyball. You pay for it. I don't want to, I don't think they need a new winter coat. They can wear the, the 4T instead of the new 5T. You pay for it. So it'll always end up that one party would end up covering a lot of expenses versus another party. You right. know, and this all depends on how your parenting plan will be written. I think I could probably write a pretty good one for you that would lock you in on some special circuit, like medical should be split very easily. But then right. I had an argument in the comment section yesterday, which was a great argument. Somebody said, I, I work at an orthodontist and too many people are putting braces on their kid just for cosmetic reasons. There's not a need for it. So I don't agree that parents should have to split that fee. Mm. If mom thinks cosmetically that braces are needed and, and right. but functionally they're not, why does dad have to get roped into these braces? And right. that's a really good point. Yeah. You know, um, but again, we're saying in this in this hypothetical child support is gone. Child support is no longer a thing. And you're just having to split everything 50 50. I'm going to take it to a different level. The whole premise of child support, at least how it originated, was to equal out the households. So if you have one, you know, parent A who makes six figures and parent B who makes a, a minimum, you know, 40,000 a year. Without child support, those households are not equal in what they can give to that child. So this six-figure income can give, you know, extra clothes, maybe more times of uh, more food, uh, the ability to go places and do things. While well, the 40000 a year is barely making their income to cover all their bills, they can't afford you know, certain foods or luxuries or going out or extras or anything. So now we have a complete difference of household 
to where possibly the children are like, well, why would I ever want to go to the $40,000 household? Because we're eating, you know, ramen noodles every day. We don't have internet. We don't have cable. We don't have, you know, and I know those are all luxuries, right? But you know, kids, if, ki if kids had the options of like four wheelers, computers, iPhones, you know, food, makeup, all the things over here versus a household, household that's struggling, kids are up gravitating towards the other household, you know? So the whole idea of child support was to equal out the abilities that each household could give their children. Now, I already know people in the comment section would be like, my baby mama, my dad, you know, every situation has different things. I am fully conscious of there are pieces of shit that don't give anything to their kids and you've paid thousands of dollars in child support and that person's not helping their kids. There are people like that, but there's also people that are going above and beyond to try to care for their children and they don't get shit either. They don't get any child support and they're court ordered to. So it goes both ways. So you don't even have to give me a lecture. I'm fully, fully aware, been doing this over a decade. But I just think the idea of taking away child support would cause the two people to have to engage in dialogue way more than what's necessary. Yeah. What do you think? I mean, can you imagine you and your ex no. having to talk about everything that you spend money on? No, because you spend money on your child constantly there's always something that needs to be purchased right. right and so to have to have that much communication with your ex even if it's an amicable divorce who wants to have to talk to their ex every time they spend money on their kid or then like i guess you could just tally it up and then submit something you know bi-weekly but but that would have to mean that you both agree on that standard of how you are going to do exchanges you know right which sounds um, like a nightmare because probably you're getting divorced because you really don't agree on a lot of stuff. You don't make the best team. Hence you're splitting right. up. So trying to then move into this new phase of your life where you are also required to work as a team, where you come to agreements on all these decisions. Like how does right. that make any fucking sense? Right. I just, I think it would be a nightmare for high conflict couples, especially, but okay. Take it even a step further picture being somebody that then wants to get with you know, uh, like a Jared or a David who, who wants to be with somebody that is divorced. That's having to overly communicate all the time now about expenses for their child. Yeah. Like Jared would be like, dude, at what point do we get to like separate from this guy? And we don't have to talk to him all the time about every, why do we have to ask permission to do this and this? And so there was a lot of people in the comment section that said, just pay for whatever you want for your own child. I agree with that. And that's the stance that I've been in for quite some time um, with my own personal situation is I've just paid for it. It's it's peace for me. But my, I chose to do that when my kids were older. Mm. If you have young kids and you're the one having to pay for daycare, you're the one having to pay for all the diapers and the formula and then all the clothes and then all the, you know, signing them up for school just because the other parent says, I don't agree with that. That's a fucking nightmare. But yet, Child support and visitation are not locked in together. So they still have visitation, but yet they do not have to help participate financially because they get to say, I don't agree. I don't believe in that. I don't want to pay for that. That's, that's a nightmare. Yeah. That is a nightmare. One of the comments and, was saying that like the least contact, the better. It would be hard right. to communicate right. consistently. Yeah. It's. And it's having that. Having a parenting plan that says specifically, not just about child support, because that is one whole section in your parenting plan, but having a very specific reimbursement policy is so critical. And I've probably read no less than a thousand parenting plans just this year 
And I will say most of them leave it up for interpretation. So let's give an example. We take our, our kid to the doctor and there's a copay. And it says in our parenting plan, we all have to share 50-50 expenses of all medical appointments, including copays, deductibles, and uninsured costs. So I send the bill because I, I took the kids to the doctor. I paid the 20 bucks. You owe me 10. That's what our parenting plan says. But it doesn't say, because I have a shitty parenting plan, how fast he has to pay that back. Now, a lot of us are sitting here thinking, it's 10 bucks, Sam. Who cares if it takes 30 days or 60 days? He'll eventually pay it, right? Sure. But let's fast forward to another conversation of maybe there is a premium that needs to be met for a surgery. Now, I've put down $3,000 to $5,000 to hit a premium or to hit our deductible. But how long does he get to pay me back? I've paid the 100%. So because right. my parenting plan doesn't list when he has to, in this hypothetical situation, when he has to pay me back his half, now we're at war. Now I'm like, right. fuck, dude, I'm in the red and you're sitting on, you know, the 2,500 that I need paid back. I need it back. There's nothing saying when they have to pay that back. So, right. and if you're dealing with a high conflict person, they would love that oh, because now they Lord. have the control. Good Lord. Yes. So having a reimbursement policy is very critical. The other thing is to really go through a child's life and figure out when there's going to be these huge expenses and get it into your parenting plan. So in January, that's when I, I run a parenting plan workshop every single month. I just took December off. It was the first time I've ever taken a month off because um, I know everybody's busy and nobody wanted to come in December. But if you want to go and check that out, it's three days in January, January 8th, 9th, and 10th. And it's three hours, an hour each day, plus a little Q&A at the end that goes over the hour. And we talk about what goes into that parenting plan. And a big portion of it that I stress to all those parents is getting in what is a shared cost and what isn't? Because if you can just get that nailed down from the beginning, I'm going to tell you as experience from my own personal story, it just makes your life easier. At least, you know, when your kid comes up on this expense, you look at your parenting plan and go, oh, yeah, uh, that's a me cost. Oh, that's a split cost. Oh, that's a him cost versus, oh, shit, it's not in here. Well, I'll just go ask him. <laughs> I can guarantee you most of you are going to get the response from your high conflict ex that says, if it's not wrote down, I'm not doing it. Yeah, fuck you. I'm not doing it. And, and and we're we're sitting from the perspective of maybe being the primary parent that takes care of them most of the time. Like, but this is a natural expense. This is like a an expense that should be shared. This is something the child is doing at a third party location. This is something the child needs. This is something that every child goes right. through. It's re it's it's reasonable to us. It sounds yes, yes. rational. Yes, but to a yeah. high conflict parent, if it ain't no. wrote down, they're not doing it. They're not doing it. So it's so important that you guys, if you are getting ready to go through a divorce, come to the workshop and get a thorough education. And we talk more than just about, you know, split costs. We talk about everything under the sun. Um, it's three hours worth of information. And I talk way faster than I'm even talking now. And people walk away like, holy shit. Yeah. I had no idea that I should be asking for that. I had no idea we could ask for that. My attorney hasn't told me any of this shit. That's my job is we I want that all so the time, educated. all mm -hmm. the time. Your, your attorney is not going to get as much detail in as if you actually create this parenting plan with mm -hmm. Sam. It's, it's, there's so much in there. And I've heard from our group coaching clients, actually, we just had one on Tuesday who was like, this is the mm -hmm. best decision I've made. It took so much pressure and stress off of me. I was so right. overwhelmed. Like I feel so much better now. Everything's submitted. And um, it's just, it's things that you wouldn't think about. 
And then later on, you would have to go back to court for modification for and pay a shit ton more money. It's something that will give you such a thorough outline and parenting plan where you're documenting everything on paper from however however old your kid is now all the way up until their late teens where you don't have to co-parent really as much anymore. Everything is in there. So you are covered. And so especially if you're dealing with a high conflict person, you need this. This will yeah. save you a shitload of money, a ton of stress. You'll have way less confrontation with your ex and make your life so much easier. Yeah. One of the things that I didn't even realize, like I got divorced when my ch- children were one and three and our parenting plan literally covered daycare. It didn't even really talk about preschool and it didn't talk about education. So I live in Illinois and public school costs money. And I'm not saying a couple bucks. I'm saying hundreds of bucks to put your kids in public fucking school. And I also pay property taxes that are fucking through the roof. So when that started, again, I was the primary parent. I'm signing them up for school and it's 150 bucks a pop per kid. That's 300 bucks. And when I was single, first starting out, I had a mortgage. I had a car payment. I had all of my utilities. I was not receiving child support at that time. And I had a lawyer payment that was bigger than my fucking mortgage payment. And now you want me to register my kids for school after I just took them to the eye doctor, the hearing doctor, the fucking physical. And I paid all those co-pays and he hasn't paid me back on those either. And now I'm signing them up for school and lunch account. And it was like 420 some bucks to get everybody signed up for everything. I had two kids and I was just like, I don't fucking have 425 in my account. Like, don't, I'm not even close to that. <laughs> and so I wrote the bad check, went to him and was like, please, 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 please. Like, can you at least pay me half back? Like, please. I mean, that was like the dumbest one of the things I've ever done. And it was a fuck you no way because it wasn't in the parenting plan. Now to his credit, he's right. It was not in our parenting plan. So I had to take him back to court. That was one of the very few things I took back. For. No, I didn't. I didn't take him to court. He had petitioned for something else. And while we were there, I said, hey, while we're here, something else I'd like to add in. And I had to get up on the court and plead with the judge trying to tell her this is very costly to a single income. I was a teacher. I wasn't making hundreds of dollars. I'm like, can he at least pay for half of their education? And it didn't make sense to me because she had awarded him to pay half of daycare. Hmm. So it's like, you were okay with daycare being paid for, but now the now that they're not going to daycare and they're in a school building, like what? Why is there even a question here? You you paid for their eight hours when they were at daycare, half of it. Why would you not pay for half of where they're going now? Like, and of course he said no, but the judge finally did award it to me. Um, but it took two year battle to get education paid for. So I mean, again, this goes back to when I first got divorced, I had no fucking clue right. what to ask for. Which I was people don't. If, you, no. if this is your first divorce, you don't know what the fuck you're doing. No. I was the same way. I, I found my attorney. Somebody like told me about an attorney. I was like, okay, I'll hire her. I never even met her. I didn't even know that you are supposed to. <laughs> like, I did everything through email. Like I've never even seen my attorney. And and I guess right. that's not normal. You know, you, you just like, you don't know. And so you're relying yeah. on your attorney to guide you. To, you right. hope they have the answers. You hope they have your best interests at heart. You hope that they're going to tell you to do the right things, but they're, they're not going to give you a detailed parenting plan. It's going to be su- just basics. It's going to be super, super basic. And then all of this shit is going to start to come up where you don't have anything in, in the parenting plan about it. And then guess what you're going to have to do? If, if your ex isn't going to agree with you on things, you got to take them back to court. You got to right. get modifications. You got to pay for your attorney again. You got to do that shit all over again. 
Right. And I think I was just so dumb. I mean, I was 30. I was an idiot. And it was like, I mean, I was 29 actually. And I oh, might've been 28. I don't even know. But it was one of these things of like, I assumed this professional that I'm paying $10,000 retainer down on has their shit together. Right. Is going to lead me down the best path possible. Right. Just right. like I, oh, you I, do this for a living. You divorce yeah. people for a living. Great. I you must know what you're doing. I, I think I just had this like professional naiveness that I thought, okay, just because my doctor wears a white jacket, he must know what he's talking about. And I would believe every word he would say. My dentist says that this is wrong with me. I believe. And now I question everybody. I question right. everything and I want second opinions on everything right. because this is my life. This isn't theirs. This is their job. I mean, I just read a stat the other day that says, you know, the family law system is a $33 billion a year industry. $33 billion. And we're talking attorneys to GALs, to therapists, to psychologists, evaluators, all the works, PIs that a lot of you hire, you know, all these people, it's a system, it's their job. So when my attorney was like, Hey, you can't go ask for education. You have a one and three-year-old. We got you daycare. I took that and went, you're absolutely right. Like, duh, we're not even to that stage yet. <laughs> well, hello, dumbass. Guess what? When you got to that stage two years later, guess what you had to fucking do? Hey, attorney, can you, can I pay you another $10,000 to come get me the thing that I asked for three years ago or two years ago, please? Oh, sure. No problem. No problem. Right. We'll just file that right away. And it was like, I was such an idiot that I fell for all of it, you know, because this is their business and they want return. You know, they want that client to come back year after year and, you know, motion after motion. They love it. Now that's not all attorneys because I ended with a very great attorney that was like, put everything in the future down right now. You're already here. Write it down. Let's get this nailed out. I don't want to keep seeing you. This is fucking ridiculous. The judge knows you on a first name basis. She knows what you look like. Like she, she has no idea that you have been here. This because we had a judge at the very, very end that saw our file as it got wheeled in on a dolly. And she was like, what in the fuck has been going on between the two of you all these years? You know? And it was like mad chaos because nobody wants to give us the big plan Everybody wants us to be on a year by year basis because we just keep paying everybody. Thank you for showing up for me. Here's another five G's. Um, it was just ridiculous. And so when you do find a good attorney, they, they will help you in the right way. But a lot of you are just in this emotional state of mind when you go seeking an attorney and you're taking, you know, your secretary's brother had a great attorney. So you took that one. And it's like, if that attorney isn't good for your type of case, I don't care that he was good for your secretary's brother. He might not be good for your case. So everybody needs to be finding attorneys that will listen to what type of case you have, whether it be military or special needs children or high financial debt or domestic violence, whatever it is, you need to find an attorney that specializes in such because mm -hmm. they do. You'll go to some attorneys that'll say, I did a military divorce about four years ago. Sorry, you're not my guy. Yeah. You know, versus attorney that says, oh, yeah, the town over high military. There's a base over there. We do them all the time. OK, perfect. You're my jam because, you know, exactly all the things that I'm going to be talking about. Yeah. You so, have to like shop, shop around. Yes. And this a, a lot of consultations deal. are free. This is a big fucking deal. And it's free to call. Call the secretary and say, hey, how's your day? Good, good, good. Hey, do you have anybody in your office that has dealt with a severely special needs, uh, handicapped, wheelchair bound, nonverbal child before? Have any of your lawyers had a case like that? Because there's going to be a lot of medical talk and I really need an attorney that's special. That secretary is going to go, 
Uh, no, nobody in this office. And because that secretary doesn't want to bring because secretaries do a lot of the work. They're not going to want to bring that burden of having to go educate themselves on something. They'll flat out say, yep, nope. I mean, they might lie to you. But for the most part, you can do a lot of research for free just by calling offices and saying, do you have somebody that specializes in this? And find that, it, no, because I say it all the time, I don't want anybody to be popping their cherry on my case. Right. You're not, I'm not your learning curve. Mm -hmm. uh, no, there's too much at stake here for you to be learning along the way. Right. So, it's just one off. Right. So, I mean, we've talked about child support to finding lawyers, to making sure you have that good parenting plan. But a lot of the issues that were coming up in the comment section of that child support TikTok, and I did a few of them, was basically the disagreement about what is a cost and what isn't a cost. What does child support cover? What does it not cover? And all of that, you guys, I, I promise you, you can get nailed down in a good parenting plan. And I know it because I write them for a living. And that's what I make people. I make people very un, like they, everybody walks away understanding. This is what child support covers. This is what doesn't get covered. And this is what we're splitting and not splitting. And it's all negotiable. You know, you can write it up and take it to the other side and you'd negotiate. But at least we know when we get that stamp by the judge, I know how it falls. Now I have peace. I know yeah. this is what I need to save for. This is what you need to save for. This is my responsibility later. You at least know. Being somebody that didn't know and you were literally season by season going to court, trying to ask the court for help and to get you help. That was miserable. And I don't wish that upon anybody because it, it, I mean, I spent over $113,000 on my divorce. It was, it made me broke. You know, I didn't pay that thing off until years after, years after my case was over. So learn from my mistake and get yourself educated about attorneys, educated about parenting plans, both of which I can help you with. But you got to make sure when it comes to the child support, you use it well. Use it for what you need it. I mean, I'm talking gas, mortgage payment, grocery payment, uh, whatever you need it for, for the kids, you know, but the other half of that, and this is, I'll, I'll end with this. One of the comments was, I know she uses child support to get her nails done. And for me, all that money goes together at my house. It did when, I, when child support came, it wasn't like it was its own account and own account over here was my money. It all just went into my account. So how I spent the money that month was just how I spent the money that month. And if that mean I got my hair cut, then I guess that would mean that I used his money because it all went to the same pool at my house. Mm -hmm. That's how I did it. You know, I, I never kept it separate. It just, yeah, I don't keep it separate. No, it just went into one pool. And that's so, if, you know, if my ex saw me get my nails done, which I didn't, but if he saw me get my nails done, I'm sure he thought the same thing. Oh, my right. money pays for everything. But it's like, but I also had a job where I earned money too. You know, so I think every story is different. Every situation is going to be different. Um, I love the dialogue that I had about it in the comment section, but to get away from child support a hundred percent, there's going to have to be the most detailed parenting plan in the world that specifically lists out every item that your child possibly could have purchased for them and divide out whether it's a yes, no, or split cost. That's what you'd have to do. Otherwise you're just going to end up in court over and over. Cause somebody even said, we'll just go to mediation if you don't agree. Okay, last time I checked, mediation is not free. And then last time I also checked, mediators are booked solid months out. So if you have something that's like right on the table right now that needs to be decision, you know, decided in the next few days, mediation is not going to help you because it's months out. So there was a lot of ideas, but not well thought out, I didn't think, in some of the comments. So if you guys have found this helpful, share it with someone, um, leave us a comment. Maybe there's a strategy that we haven't thought of, or if you have any questions, you can go to samandleah.com and get any help that you need. It could be group coaching. 
It could be the next chapter where we give weekly trainings on different subjects. We're getting ready to do a huge NARC training at the, in January. So, mm -hmm. and right now there's trial prep training inside the next chapter that was like our- So good. Yeah, one of our group coaching clients, actually, she just said she had gone to court right before we, we let that uh, trial prep training out. And she was so sad that she didn't watch that beforehand because after watching it, she's like, I fucked up on this. I shouldn't have done this. I, did this. I, I didn't want to do right. this. And so there's so much in there that will help you yeah. literally like get through that trial like a fucking boss. Like you yep. will know exactly what to wear. You will know how to speak. You will know what to say, who to look at, what to bring, what not to say. I mean, you will know how to be so fucking prepared. Right. So confident. When well, you're in court and it's all in there. It's still in there. So if you go to get into the next chapter, um, the replay sitting there for until the end of the month. She said, um, one of our clients who, again, she didn't watch the trial prep training until after she'd already been to court. And she goes, you guys, I fucked up. She goes, his attorney came for me. And I say in the training, cause this is a freebie I'll give you. When the, when your ex's attorney comes for you, they're going to ask you rapid fire questions to frustrate you. And they're going to throw some low ball questions, some sleazy ball questions in there to piss you off. And she goes, I fell for it. Hook, line and sinker. I fell for it. I started yeah. answering quickly. I she started responding. She goes, I got really flustered. My face was red. It looked like I was getting ready to like go fight somebody. And she goes, I looked over at my attorney and my attorney was like, stop, <laughs> stop. You know, so in the training, I teach you guys, when you get asked a question, I want you to either say your full name or all of your children's name. I want you to take that long of a pause um, before you answer anything, because then it will throw off that attorney and they will not be able to rapid fire and they'll get frustrated. So, um, and this is coming from somebody, you guys, I. Oh, I think you froze. But the first two days. Oh, there you go. Oh. I think you're frozen over there. I know she's gone to court like 300 times, over 300 times. That's why she ended up spending $100,000. So she definitely knows all the ins and outs. Yeah, you might have to. I don't know if your Wi-Fi is messed up, but you froze over there. So for those of you who aren't in the next chapter, again, that trial prep, know. that whole training. Are you back? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, you're frozen. There we go. I think we're I both blinking now. Okay. That, that's amazing. Um, so, so anyways, uh, in there, you guys, I want you to talk really, really slow because I was on the stand for two days and I, and just for, with my own attorney going through all of our case, I was so good on the stand that my ex's attorney didn't even cross exam, didn't even ask me one question. He stood up and he said, no questions. And the judge goes, are you sure? Like you, Sam's been on the stand for two days for her own attorney. Are you sure you're not going to ask her any questions? And he goes, no questions. And we went and we ended the day. My attorney walked up to him and was like, dude, like, why did, why did you not? He goes, I just realized I have the dumb client. <laughs> he goes, she, she wasn't going to, I was, there's no way I was going to get to her. I was like, yes, because it's very easy when you're telling the truth to get up on the stand. Very easy. Right. So, and I think his attorney flat out knew it. He was like, you got the better client. So there's no way. I mean, my ex-husband got on the stand and let me just tell you in a nutshell, it wasn't good. It wasn't good. It was like a cartoon character that stuttered. It was, it was not good. Um, because when you, when you tell lies, it's very, very easy yeah. to get frustrated. Very right. easy. So, 
So anyways, that is sitting in there for you guys to take advantage of. Yes. So pass this on to somebody. The next chapter. And there's actually several, there's a, there's a lot of amazing trainings in there, but that is, that is like a really, really, really good one. That's one that if anybody's going to go to court or mediation, you need to watch that trial prep video because you will have so much clarity and confidence when you, when it's time to walk into that courtroom, Absolutely. but that'll be there for the next think two weeks at the end of December, we're probably pulling, pulling stuff out. Yep. Um, and then next week we have a really great one too. We have, sometimes we have guests come in to help train about like different topics that aren't necessarily our specialty. And so we have a guest coming in next week that we're really excited about too, um, to talk about our bodies and health and food and ways that we can tweak things in our day to day. So that's yep. really exciting. Absolutely. Sorry, you guys pass this along to somebody, give us a like, share it with a, a girlfriend or a guy friend that are going through divorce because knowledge is power, especially when going through divorce, when things are so pricey and so expensive. I'm telling you, we're the cheapest gig in town to help you make sure you understand what you're doing. The trial prep stuff is in a private Facebook group. It's $30 a month to be a part of the group. You have a whole bunch of videos sitting in there to watch. It's mm -hmm. called The Next Chapter. It's a Facebook group that Leah Marie and I run. The link is in the bio. You guys can grab it right now. Get in there mm -hmm. and watch not just that video, but all the other videos that are sitting in there, plus all you the videos. some holiday come. ones, like yeah. how to navigate the holiday. There's tons of stuff in there. Absolutely. So you guys have a good holiday. We will be on next week and kicking it strong with giving you more content and things like that. So set a timer. We're always on on Thursday mornings at this time. So until next week, we'll see you. Take care of yourselves.